0: Right, it's 1120, and from um, music festivals to movies, coronavirus is having its effect on the entertainment industry. Word is that James Bond uh, producers have decided to um, postpone the release of 007 film No Time to Die, the last one that Daniel Craig will be uh, featured as Bond in, and they will be holding off... The release until the fall. Here to talk about it, Barry Hertz is deputy arts editor and film editor for the Globe and Mail. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on, Barry.
1: Thanks for having me on.
0: You wrote a really interesting um, column today in the Globe and Mail that talks about how you know James Bond. This is just the first cancellation, but there might be more, uh, and this could really hurt Hollywood and the film industry. Uh, where because of coronavirus is just another fallout. So. How uh, does a movie uh, company, a production house, go about postponing the release? And is that costing them money?
1: I'm sure it is costing them money. um, But they've obviously done kind of a checks and balances thing and feel that, you know, the money that they're going to lose because of already planned promotional events, already planned marketing costs, um, will be uh, hopefully uh, made up for by having a fall release when hopefully people are more assumingly um, eager to go outside and go to a crowded movie theater rather than now when I think they're thinking that a lot of people are paranoid and are going to stay home.
0: Do they have insurance for this type of thing?
1: Uh, that's a good question. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they, there are kinds of uh, fallbacks, but it's also important to note that this is kind of an unprecedented situation. Um, there's never really been um, kind of a huge uh, tentpole blockbuster movie like this that has been pulled because of ostensibly public health concerns.
0: Did I understand that the fans of James Bond and the franchise had put together this uh, online campaign and they were petitioning the production house to actually hold off on the release. Do you think they actually swayed things or is it more just a case of they're looking around, you know, uh, Hollywood's starting to look around at what the, the world is doing and how they're dealing with coronavirus. And we see, that Italy has, um, you know, they're, they're going ahead with sporting events, but there'll be no spectators for at least a month at these events and they're following suit.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I think fan um, participation, fan sentiment certainly fuels some of uh, the decision making. Um, But, you know, it's taking a larger look at uh, the economic picture. um, And they're seeing, yeah, you know, uh, schools in Italy are being shut down, you know, public gatherings of any sort are kind of being actively discouraged. We're already seeing the cancellation of some large scale uh, film industry events as well. Um, So they're taking all that into account and you know, it's the bottom line that drives everything. If they think that they can ride out this uh, outbreak until the fall and things will cool down and they'd have more of a market there, then that's what they're going to do to make their money.
0: You mentioned in your uh, piece that in January, China canceled several high-profile film releases Even though the Lunar New Year holiday is the nation's biggest and most profitable time period for new releases, uh, a month later, Disney revealed that it would not release its live-action version of Milan in China at the end of this month. What does this say about the growing importance of the Chinese box office?
1: Uh, the Chinese box office has been huge um, for uh, certainly Hollywood um, producers for quite some time now. It's uh, the second most important um, box office outside of uh, North America. Um, but there's also very, a lot of complications with the Chinese market and that the Chinese market will only allow a certain number of U.S. productions to premiere there. Um, but all of this is to say, if China goes, so goes a lot of um, Hollywood Um, So once they shutter their doors and they um, close movie theaters to shift premiere dates, then that's going to get a lot of people in Hollywood thinking very hard.
0: Yeah. What is this going to do to, you know, uh, I guess Austin is they have a very important festival coming up South by Southwest, uh, and it's happening very soon in in the coming weeks. And I know that uh, CinemaCon, there's a gathering, you said, in Vegas at the end of March. Uh, we've got the Venice Film Festival, uh, the Toronto International Film Festival. When you hear that a big movie like James Bond is being postponed and the, and the company is willing to you know wait a while to release this blockbuster movie that everybody's been anticipating, what does that say for these actual film festivals? Are we going to see them uh, hit the pause button?
1: Well, I mean, it, it's looking increasingly likely. likely. South by Southwest uh, has said that they're still going ahead for their film festival and their music and tech festival, uh, which is next week or the end of next week. Although a lot of large scale participants like Apple and Amazon and Facebook have pulled out um which leaves that kind of event in doubt and then yeah um france has just extended a ban on a large-scale public gatherings until i believe the end of may which was announced this morning which really puts the Cannes film festival in doubt because uh, it goes on in may so if you see Cannes fall um it's not out of the question to see a domino effect with um the other major film festivals how so crucial
0: are these film festivals
1: Extremely. Um, these are festivals. Uh, I mean, Cannes is the most prestigious film festival in the world. It's not the largest, but it's the one where really if you can deliver a, a film that has a lot of great word of mouth, you can take that and ride that all the way to the Academy Awards, which is exactly what happened with last year, because that's where Parasite premiered. Um, so as goes Cannes, as goes a lot of the other film festivals. And it's not just the films that are premiering there and bringing the buzz and marketing. But, you know, it's a lot where deals are made and future filmmakers um, find their projects going ahead or or putting in pause. So we could see a lot of films being lost in the void if those events were not to go forward.
0: Barry, can you take us back to SARS? How did it uh, what kind of effect did it have on, on the Toronto International Film Festival?
1: Um, you know what, I would I would have to refresh my memory a little bit, but probably because it was not at the exact same time as the film festival, and um, by that point, um, kind of the more fear and paranoia had subsided a bit, it, it wasn't as directly impacted. Of course, you know, tourism and hospitality sector in general took a massive hit uh, around that time. And, you know, as we get out of the flu season and as uh, coronavirus maybe tapers off and does not turn out to be the full-blown pandemic that many fear perhaps by the summer um, this will be a non-issue but right now it is certainly rattling a lot of nerves
0: okay we know that uh the the company behind james bond they're 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 hoping that hitting the pause button and waiting to release it in the fall is going to ultimately result in them making money on this movie they've invested uh so heavily in who's the big winner here is are is it the streaming services
1: Well, I would say that, you know, if I was a shareholder in a streaming service right now, I'd be um, pretty optimistic. Uh, You're having people essentially being told by a lot of public health agencies to not go out and don't congregate with large numbers of people. So you're going to be staying home. uh, And if you're going to be staying home, you're going to need some kind of diversion or distraction. And, well, here you are. Here are a bunch of streaming services, including a, a couple like Disney Plus that just recently launched. So why not?
0: Who's going to be the first to feel the pain? Can we expect to see theaters closing their doors without, you know, this uh, benchmark tentpole film like 007?
1: Um, I wouldn't say uh, it's it's that uh, kind of dire situation yet, but I would say that you know uh, movie studios are owned by big media conglomerates, and a lot of them, I'm sure, are looking at their books and wondering, you know, theatrical exhibition is not exactly a high as high a profit um, business as it used to be, and streaming is, or at least it's ascendant. So maybe all these movies that we're making uh, for the big screen, if we're actually finding even fewer people are actually going to be willing to go out to public spaces. Maybe these movies are actually going to just boost the catalogs of our streaming services. So, you know, it, it's kind of a slippery slope there, but in a time where theatrical movie going is not exactly, um, booming, this is not, uh, a the news that they were hoping for.
0: So we might end up seeing a time where it's limited release in the theaters, just like, uh, I believe that, that movie with, uh, that Scorsese just recently did. I can't remember. I paint houses uh, the or Irishman. they say the Irishman, uh, it, it will see something similar to that where, you know, you see it premieres at the theaters and then very quickly goes on to streaming services.
1: Well, I mean, that could very well be the case. Uh, And that was kind of a special case because Netflix and and traditional exhibitors kind of have a strange um, stalemate going on between how long it takes for a movie to appear on a big screen and then how long it can be available for uh, at-home viewing. But, you know, if you have, say you're the president of AT&T, which owns Warner Brothers now, um, if you're looking at you know, how much money you're spending to push a movie into theaters versus how much you could spend to have a premiere on a new streaming platform, which they're planning, um, HBO Max, then maybe you want to just boost your subscriber base on HBO Max for a fraction of the cost.
0: Barry, I want to thank you for your time today. It's been really interesting. Thank you. Cheers. Barry Hertz is deputy arts editor and film editor for The Globe and Mail, wrote a really good piece that you can find in The Globe and Mail right now concerning the film industry and James Bond. James Bond bust, why the coronavirus might kill the movie business as we know it. It's Global News Radio 640 Toronto.